0: a holistic approach. I mean, the money, the business is an important side of things, but if that's all I focused on with these individuals, you know, Alexi cares yeah. about his bottom line, that's yeah. that's all he
1: wants, right? Are you experiencing lack of mentorship and might not want to ask because you don't want to look incompetent? Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans Season 3. Each week, we interview senior leaders to uncover the inner workings of being a strategic leader and how they curate a corporate coaching culture. We debunk some common misconceptions by exploring their failures and successes as imperfect humans. This weekly mentorship will help you with tactics to play the game, navigate the politics, and think strategically. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here's your host award-winning coach Kyle Kalou.
2: Well hello everyone welcome to another exciting week we have um, Alexi here and again we'll, we'll put all his info in the show notes but I really want to talk a little bit about you know Alexi just here before we kind of jump right into it and so Alexi how do I pronounce your last name by the way? Like Olcheski. Oh, Chesky. So Old there Chesky. it is. You got but it. what I'm what I'm finding out is that you don't even need your last name because people no. just know you as Alexi. So we'll talk about that. Right? just, you just that <laughs> yeah. You just need that one name. Yeah. You just need that one name. So Alexi actually is the executive vice president and principal of Avison Young Commercial Real Estate here in Calgary. And so his specialty is really more about office tenant, landlord representation, as well as the office sales sector. Now, interesting to know about Lexi, he's a leader in Calgary's office market. Over the past decade or so, Alexi has provided absolute trust value insights to all of his clients and his partners and he has a ton of accomplishments and i'm just going to rattle off a few so hopefully you don't mind alexi but 750 plus transactions over 2.5 million square footage of office space over 1.5 billion lease sale transaction volume that is a lot how the heck do you do so much what's the secret there can you tell us? Um got a pretty good program, Kyle. So um,
0: life is not, it's very monotonous, but I found it's very good from a productivity standpoint. So just run the same program day in, day out. And um, yeah, we just kind of stick to the script every day and we've come up with a... A methodology that seems to work and seems to be getting us uh, the results we want. Uh, so, yeah, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's not <laughs> that exciting, it's not that sexy, but it gets the job done. So, we keep doing it. Yeah,
2: I, I like that. And you know, one of the things that we really wanted to focus in our season three was you know, we know you can't do this by yourself. We know that there's a team of people that's usually behind. And I think sometimes people they see the end result and they think, oh, this is amazing, he's got it easy. These things must have been you know given to them or whatever but they don't realize there's a lot of stuff that happens and you know sometimes there's this fear of failure and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that but I think what we we tend to forget is that we're all imperfect human beings right you know there's days that we think we could be better and there's days that we hit it out the park and so you know for a lot of our listeners who are emergency emerging uh, senior leaders uh, or people who may be interested in leadership i wanted us to have a little bit more of a conversation around what is the story behind you know how do you start it as leader and maybe we could learn a few things uh, from that so did you even imagine that you would lead a team such a successful team
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, Kyle, I I did. Um, And, you know, I think from a very early age, just for whatever it is genetics, but for some reason, I've always kind of taken a leadership position. I think early on, in my life being a former hockey player i usually had uh, you know either an a on my jersey or a c on my jersey yeah and um there was kind of a natural leadership ability there from a very early age and uh, something which i take a lot of pride in which i really enjoy is um is leading groups of people towards a mm-hmm. common goal taking people um you know from from a very basic level and then uh, you know just uh, helping them achieve their, their full potential. So I guess from an early age it was it was there. Um, it's always been there and I feel very grateful and blessed that it, that it is there and it's something that I, I enjoy. It's definitely one of the most fun parts of my job
2: yeah, you know what you talked about something because I think a lot of people sometimes question between are you a born leader or are you a leader that has been nurtured or can be trained? So from I know I for know. you, you you kind of always had yeah. it. You know, do you think people have to always have it, or do you think it's a possibility for them to? You learn? Know,
0: it's a great question, Kyle. I have I have a, a seven year old daughter, mm-hmm. and she has it. Um, she's born with it instantly. She's yeah, just yeah. a natural leader. I consider her every, everything she does whenever she interacts with people. Um, and, and I don't I don't know, I suspect anything can be learned, um, you know, much like sales, right? Some people are natural sellers, some people uh, really have to try very hard at it. To be frank with you, the people that I've seen be the most successful with it are those who uh, it seems to be a, something inherent within them. That's mm. that's my perspective on it. And I can't speak to it personally from a development perspective. I think right. I've grown a lot over the years, mm. but it's always been something inherent within me. Um, and like I said, now I'm seeing it in my uh, next generation of yeah. uh, lineage. So uh, I, I'm, I'm watching it now every day and I'm excited about it and I'm really, yeah. uh, I'm really happy to hopefully bring another future leader into this world.
2: Yeah, you should be excited and they say it's the same feelings as fear. You should fear what, what that's going to look like because I think that's the other piece of it is what type of leader, you know, people become. I mean, I'll tell you an interesting story for me. You know, I, I think it's something I, similar to you, I resonate with that. It's Sometimes you just kind of have it in you. I I never really wanted to lead. I just was always put in those positions of leadership because I felt, you know what, I I do it really well. I want to keep doing it what it is. Um, And I now have to show someone else how to do it. Like, what? Like, no, I just want to focus on me. Um, But what I found out early on in my career is I started to model some very ineffective leadership behaviors. Right. Right. And this is my viewpoint, you know, maybe it's just me, but I've worked with a lot of shitty leaders and I've learned not to do that, you know. Yeah. And I, and I, even though I had every intention not to do it, I saw in my own leadership where I was doing it. I was, you know, command and control when it didn't need right. to be. Because there's times you need to do it, right? But yeah. there's times where you just need it to be. So what was your journey to make sure you didn't? I mean, because should I be talking to your team if you're a shitty leader? Or uh, like, what would they tell me?
0: I, You know what? I think they they, they say positive things, certainly when okay. I'm around. But from what I've heard, not when I'm not around as well. So okay. relatively optimistic you get a pretty good... Uh, response from them. but um, you know Kyle I was, I was thinking about the question a little bit and I was very fortunate early on in my career not long after graduating from university I got a line mm. with a, a gentleman and um, he was a, he was a market leader he was a winner okay. um, he everything he touched turned to gold and uh, I followed this guy around like a puppy for uh, mm. months and years on end and I just sucked in as much information as right. I could for him. Um he was aggressive. He was very micromanaging. Um, but he was his results were um always spectacular always top and so i've largely modeled myself off that certainly early on in my career and at about 25 years old i got an opportunity to lead and i was basically uh, just a carbon copy of him uh changed industries changed jobs changed careers fortunately as i've integrated into Davis and young there's uh you know different leaders with different perspectives and being able right. to integrate that into my game i think has rounded me out holistically but uh you know i think it all comes down to as you alluded to leadership um you know there's one individual who really stands out in the early days just you know still a dear friend and um and mentor to me but um being able to add a bunch of different peripheral players uh into right. it to round out the game um i've you know, the the results have been overwhelming because had I just continued along that particular vein that I learned, you know, many years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, be a very one-sided individual and uh, definitely with all the different individuals on the team, you know, and the, and the different dynamics yeah. in that world, we kind of hired everybody, looked, talked, and acted <laughs> the same, right? So it's very easy. You know, right, a yeah. We state now and yeah. have a very diverse team and um you know not everybody's gonna respond to the same thing so mm-hmm. uh i it's, it comes with age it comes with uh <laughs> growth and experience and i, yeah. I think i've done a, a good job certainly over the last uh, few years and again it all comes down to having really great uh leadership and mentorship across the board mm-hmm. so I really
2: like what you said about being well-rounded. I'm going to get back to, you know, how you're able to create what I call a corporate coaching culture that allows for these people to do really well. And I'll come back to that uh, in a second. Uh, I'm curious about maybe some of the failures, like, you know, because people who are listening sometimes often just want to understand. Sometimes they resonate with like, because I said sometimes they see the end product, but they have no idea that journey. They don't know what it was like for you to be that lap dog right? Following around and may have heard one or two words where you're just like, he says, he's supposed to talk to me like that, but okay, I'm I'm learning. Right. But what are some failures you would say, you know, that maybe, uh, stood out for you in your leadership?
0: You know, I I had to think about that, um, Kyle, because, you know, uh, to, to be honest, you know, that fortunately there hasn't been a lot of failures professionally. It's, it's been a really great ride. Um, but, but there is one in particular. So, um, I came back to Calgary. I guess it was 12 years ago now, and okay. uh, started working for another organization that will remain nameless, and for a leader <laughs> who will remain nameless as well. Um, but yeah. suffice to say, Kyle, it was a horrendous experience. I, you know, I'd come from being on top of the game and and leading mm-hmm. a large team and having tons of success and having tons of autonomy, um, to working directly for a leader where there was uh, there was very there, there was no synergies, there was no alignment. Um, it was it was just an unmitigated disaster. It ended after four months, and it ended with my termination um, to a, you know an industry that i invested five years of my career to have made right. it to pop on, and um, you know it was it was very humbling, certainly um through that failure i i, I was uh, introduced to commercial real estate and you know it, it's been the greatest thing professionally that's ever happened to me being involved in this industry so you know that that would definitely be it, it was a failure uh, it was a disaster um we came out the other side of it yeah. but um you know yeah, you're used to being successful in everything you've yes. done and in, in, in this particular career, you've made a lot of money, you, you, you've acquired some expenses as a result mm-hmm. of the lifestyle. And then, you know, to be kind of smacked down. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that, that, that was a very challenging, uh, time, time for me. And, um, you know, it was probably a few months before I really started to, uh, to um, you know, get back on my feet, and I guess that ties into when I first got into commercial real estate. You know, i had been managing mm-hmm. teams of upwards to 20 people, and with different corporations, different cities, different roles. Um, and then I started at Davis and Young, and I was um, you know I was I was a low man on the pole, totem pole, and it was a very humbling uh, experience for me to go from being a, a somebody. Or at least thinking I was a somebody too. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just the, the newest cog on the wheel. So I, I would say that's probably the best professional example I can give you, Kyle.
2: Yeah, you you know, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes our confidence can get shook in that moment, right? Where you're like, hey, you know, as an athlete, you're doing stuff, you you do games, you do these things, you enjoy it. You study this craft, you got mentored, you do these things. And then for whatever reason, a particular leader can really change that game for you, right? Where you're just like, oh, I really thought I did all the pieces, which I think is what commonly happens. And so sometimes some leaders need to be able to recognize that they really play such a pivotal role in their organization as we think about creating that corporate coaching culture, culture that allows people to be flourished because i'm sure you'd agree with me hadn't given an opportunity to be nurtured to say here's some autonomy here's some you know things that you could master and just given an opportunity to do it you'd probably would have done great things for these guys
0: i i concur with that assessment absolutely absolutely um you know it's and going back to, to to that failure, Kyle, you know, it, it was it was money driven, and that was a big learning lesson for me as well. The, the, the I made the decision based on remuneration, immediate remuneration, right. and um, that was a really big learning lesson for me yeah. because as other uh, opportunities have, has have arisen, you know, I. Money is important in business, of course, mm-hmm. but um, there are other factors as it relates to long-term success that are far, far more significantly important than just the monetary, yeah. the short-term monetary aspect.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and we appreciate those people. When you don't have money, is a big issue, of course, right? But what you actually just said there, you know, Lexi, is more around the sustainability can't just be money-driven, right? Because Absolutely. at some point, you get to a level where then what? Like if you have nothing else to show for that. Right. And so what would you summarize as the bottom line around the silver lining from that failure? Right. Cause now you're obviously doing quite well. You know, some will say, did that have to happen to you for you to be where you are today? I don't know. Like, what do you think?
0: I, you know what, it's a great question. And, and, and I think to a degree it, it did have to happen because um, you know, it's, it was just such a nice comfort blanket, mm. and, and and the money was good enough where I would have stayed, and I would have been happy. Yeah. Um, so so had something really significant not have happened, who knows? But I suspect knows, yeah. it certainly uh, it would have come to an end. It would have come to an end longer. I would have had less energy to pursue this uh, particular endeavor. And I mean, the silver lining is, I don't want to sound cliche, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a spiritual guy and <laughs> yeah. try to model myself as a spiritual leader, but you mm-hmm. know, uh, at risk of, and I will sound cliche, but everything happens for a reason. I, I truly yeah. believe it. And, you know, this is one of these ones that brought me back to Calgary, which was a city I wanted to to be back in, a city I love and a place where I could see myself, you know, growing and building my future. Um, it was an industry that I, you know, wasn't long-term for me. And, you know, I, I really stumbled upon this. And, um, you know, from a professional perspective, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me to be able to create a really great career, a really great life out of, out of this business. And, um, you know, had that failure not have happened, this wouldn't have come up. And it was really hard to imagine or anticipate Mm -hmm. at that time because it was such a humbling uh, experience for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have to applaud you there, Alexi, because I think you took an opportunity to create a silver lining for yourself. That's really what it is. And so the clients I work with, we see that quite often is when you saw that as an opportunity to say, listen, not only did I get knocked down, but I'm going to get back up and get back in line, right? And for those spiritual folks who are listening, yes, that is a line from a gospel song. But, you know, that's a part of it, right, is it's getting back up is one thing, but just getting back in that line to say, how can I make something of this? is a part of it because the fear of failure for a lot of people is that they don't even want to get knocked down at all right? Instead of, you know, how do I get back? You know, um, you may know this person's a good friend of mine, uh, Oprah Winfrey, you know, when <laughs> when she got fired, people are like oh, Oprah Winfrey got fired from a job before, you know, and they're like, well, hold on. She wasn't Oprah Winfrey when she got fired from the job, right? She became Oprah Winfrey because she got fired from the job, right? And so there's some moments where I think that for leaders out there who think, you know, how do i do this how do what if i get knocked down what if i'm not there how do i step back into it that is all a part of it so one last question i had around this piece around corporate uh, corporate coaching culture how do you ensure that the folks who you know are on your team is in when we talk about corporate culture uh, co- corporate coaching culture is about making sure people have access to, to leadership, to their own development, that they're in a role that allows them to really be inspired. Is there anything you could share that you would think that you have done in your organization, on your team, that allows for your people to be their better self? If for for example.
0: You, you know, I, I think, Kyle, the reason, um, you know, there's opportunities available in in, in our industry for, for for bright bright individuals with mm-hmm. with, with motivation. And, and I always tell them that I say, you know, come come interview with me. If, if, if this is my deal, this is the way I roll, this is the way I operate. It's not for everyone. It's intense. It's hardcore. Um, you know, I expect huge huge commitments out mm-hmm. of people. So go talk to everybody else. If there's a better fit for you for your mm-hmm. growth long term. Please take that role because if we're not aligned together, it's going to be more costly for me. It's going to be a huge disadvantage for everyone. So I always encourage everybody say, I I don't have to be your first and last up. Go, see what what else is out there. Some people never come back. And that's all the power to them. No hard feelings whatsoever. Uh, But the people who come back say, hey, I know your program. I'm into it. I want to be a part of this right. say excellent and let, let let's roll and I'm, I'm very fortunate that uh, again you know the longevity, the tenure of uh, everybody who's worked for me I mean we're we're, we're in it for life um, you know together I'm I'm all about their development and again it's the, their business development it's their personal development as well It's their relationships it's their families yes. it's a holistic approach. I mean the money the business is an important side of things but if that's all I focused on with these individuals, you know, Alexi cares yeah. about his bottom line that's yeah. that's all he wants. Right. And I really, really uh, look at each individual and they're so different, mm. uh, especially at this point in time. I say, what, what's their individual drivers? How can I support yes. them from a holistic level? And, you know, we talked about the spiritual side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I encourage reading. We're we're always talking about you know, um, you know, from that from that level of development. I'm you know, I'm into meditation. I'm into yes. Buddhism to a degree. I I try to share that. It's you know, some people like yeah. it, some people don't. <laughs> you know what? Be open to the idea. Be open. To yeah. The I I I think it it, it helps. You know, long term physicality is a thing that's also very important to me. I'm an avid gym guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of my team is is or has become as a result right you need that you need the mind you need the spirit you need the body without all three of those you know you're gonna you're gonna burn out you're gonna do something to yourself and you're not going to be who I need you to be in this particular role. So, um, you know, it's a very holistic approach. I don't know if I answered the question appropriately. You, Cal, did. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> did, yeah, Yeah. no,
2: you, you totally did. Because if you don't have a create a culture where your people uh, are not thinking about the mind, body, spirit, that whole piece of them, because it's not just this one thing. Because if you are not ready for it, and if you don't create an environment, people can do that, then it's short lived, like you said, if you're not looking at all these factor, because if you're just going and killing the deals and sales and you're doing all that stuff but at the cost of alienating your team yourself it's not sustainable no one wants that right and so and you kind of touch on you know my last question i was going to ask you around what could you say to an emerging senior leader someone who really wants to up their game in leadership is there one thing is there one thing that you could bottom line that says listen if you start doing this now you're going to be further ahead than trying to do 55 other things
0: you know what, uh, my short answer. Um, something that I, I can't make a short answer clearly after <laughs> my, my my short answer that turns into a long story. Um, yeah. read books. That's that's the that's yeah. the short answer. And, and it's something that I put into my repertoire roughly a decade ago, let's say, give or take. I Mm -hmm. wish I would have done it sooner and I invest a lot of my personal time into reading. And, you know, before it was a lot of business, leadership, that Mm -hmm. level of books, but now it's very holistic. And I think that that just opens up and builds your game to a degree that, you know, it's, we, we finish your queen's guy mcqueen's guy it's like you yeah, yeah. you're yeah. okay good i'm smart yeah. now and going yeah. to take over the world uh, but education changes and yeah. um you know you've got to constantly be on top of everything that's going on you want a holistic approach so you can understand yes individuals uh clientele everybody yes. so read books
2: yeah i love that and to be honest i think that's up there my mom would say to me when i was quite younger you know she'd often say you know silver and gold would vanish away but a good education will never decay and how you stay you know top-notch how do you you know expand your mindset because there's times i read a book and i'm like damn how like that's what i meant that's i didn't even know that's that's what it was and and or i have no idea like how the hell did this happen how do i How come I never know this, right? And it really stretches someone. And I think in leadership, it's about being able to stretch a little bit. It's not for it to be out of reach, but how do you just stretch? Yeah, you know, actually I really appreciate you being on the show today. You've had a ton of insight today just talking about the holistic approach and thinking about, you know, how do you connect your mind, body and spirit on those pieces and making sure that people look for the opportunities in these failures cuz that is the silver lining, right? Is how do we look for some opportunities? And you talk about something that I really think a lot of leaders should be mindful of is being humble right because if if you're not going to humble yourself make no mistake someone will do it for you right so so you better (laughs) yeah you better get used to it because that will happen um lexi thank you so much for being on i i can't tell you how helpful this is i'm interested to hear from from some of you folks how has this really helped you is there one particular imperfect inspired action that you're able to take out of our conversation here today Let us know in the show notes. And if you have not done so, please share this podcast. Please subscribe and also do that download because we have so many fantastic leaders out there who's willing to help and mentor you through the podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care.
1: There you have it. Thank you for listening. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So, if you love Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. Provide a rating, download, subscribe, and share us on your socials. New episodes every Tuesday. You've heard from us. Now, we want to hear from you. Keep the conversation going by joining our private Facebook group, Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans, or go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca. And tell us what is the inspired action you took this week? Next week, an inspired action for imperfect humans. When you empower people to have their voice and and you hear their voice, then they have buy-in and you allow them to maybe fall and skin their knees the odd time in whatever role they have. Yeah. They're empowered. They have buy-in to the common goal that you have going.